Act Three of Peg of My Heart by J. Hartley Manners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three. Scene. Same as Act One. Same flowers as in Act Two. A few fallen leaves on table and floor. On writing desk, wildflowers. Time next morning. Discovered. Alaric sitting on window seat up at back, reading a newspaper. Enter Mrs. Chichester, pale and weary from upstairs left. Alaric jumps up, puts down paper, meets Mrs. Chichester at foot of stairs. Morning, Mater. Kisses her on forehead. How are you feeling? Mrs. Chichester, crossing him to table left. I didn't close my eyes all night. Alaric, left center. Isn't that rotten? I was a bit plungy myself. You know, first one side and then the other. <sighs> Mrs. Chichester sits. What is to be done? Alaric, left center, stretching his arms. A get in forty winks during the day, I suppose. I mean about Margaret. Oh, the little devil. Crosses and sits on couch left. Nothing that I can see. She's got it into her stubborn little head that she means to leave us, and that's the end of it. And the end of our income? Well, you were a bit rough on her, Mater. Now I come to think we've all been a bit rough on her, except me. I did make her laugh once or twice, poor little soul. After all, suppose she did want to dance. What's the use of fussing? Let her, I say. Let her dance. Let her dance. A child of her age? Child? Why, in America, they're grown women with families at her age. Thank heaven they are not in England. No, but they will be, Mater. They're kicking over the traces every day... One time they kept to the pavement. Now they're out in the middle of the road, and in thousands. What ho? Yes, that's true. Bless me, yes, I know it's true. I've met them, and some of them were rippers. Why, there's one little woman I know. Well, when I say little, she's, she's, you might say, magnificent. Oh, Alric. Well, perhaps you're right. And just when I had begun to have some hope of her. Who? Why, Margaret. Oh, the imp. Rises and goes up left to back of table centre. Well, I never did. Not a hope. I've always felt she ought to have the inscription of dear old Shakespeare's grave waving in front of her all the time. How does it go? You know, Mater, uh, good friend, for goodness sake, forbear. But... Under our influence in time. <laughs> no, no, Mater. Peg will always be uh, Peter Pan. Crosses around table to write. She'll never grow up. She'd play elfish tricks if she had a nursery full of infants. Some good man, some day, might change that. Ah, but where is he? No, back she goes today. And off I go, tomorrow, to work. Oh, Alric. Must hold the roof up, Mater, and pacify the tradesman. Sits right on table. 
Mrs. Chichester, with a sudden thought. Alric? Yes? Do you like her? Oh, here and there. She amuses me, like anything at times. She drew a map of Europe the other day that was the most fearful and wonderful thing I ever saw. Looks like some marvellous sin, mostly Ireland. Mrs. Chichester rising. Oh, my boy. Uh, what is it? Rises. You're not going to cry. Mrs. Chichester, left centre, weeps. Oh, if you only could. Could? What? Mrs. Chichester, centre. Take that little wayward child into your life and mould her. Me? Yes. Alaric, centre. No, Mater. I can do most things, but as a moulder, oh no, let Ethel do it. Moves away downright. Mrs. Chichester following him downright. I mean to take her really into your life, to have and to hold. I, I don't want to hold her. It would be the saving of her. That's all very well, but what about me? It would be the saving of us. How would my holding and moulding her save us? She'd stay with us if you were engaged. Engaged? Don't, Mother, please. Sits armchair right, shivers. Good Lord, engaged to that tomboy. Mrs. Chichester, right centre. She has the blood of the King's Norths. Pretty well covered up in O'Connell, Irish. She has the breeding of my sister Angela. Alderic, in armchair right. Well, you wouldn't think it to watch her. Mrs. Chichester, right centre. And she'll have five thousand a year when she's twenty-one. <whistles> Business. Rises and looks at Mrs. Chichester. A five thousand of the best, eh? Mrs. Chichester embraces him. Oh, my boy. Wait a minute. One can't burn all one's boats. Think what it means. Your family preserved and a brand snatched from the burning. Ah, that's just it. Crossing into left centre. I cannot see myself as a brand snatcher. Besides... There's that little girl wild about me, and I don't dislike her at all, and I've half promised. Mrs. Chichester crossing to him. It would unite our blood. Oh, hang our blood. It would settle you for life. Alaric left center. Yes, it certainly would. Think what it would mean. I am. I'm thinking really awfully hard. She moves to him. Just a minute. Give me a chance, Mater. Reasoning. Of course, she's not half bad looking here and there. Mildly enthusiastic, sits on bench left. At times, she's beautiful. Alaric depressed. She has a shocking temper. That would soften under the restraining hand of affection. Alaric, shaking his head, Turns to Mrs. Chichester. She'd have to dress her hair and drop that dog. I will not have that dog all over the place. 
in that I would be obeyed. The woman who loves always obeys. Ah, there we have it. Does she love me? How could she be near you for the last month and not love you? Crossing to him, embracing him. Of course, there is that. Thinks. Well, as you say, if she loves me, and for your sake, mother, and for darling Ethel's sake, and for me, well, anyway, it's a go. I'll do it. Crosses to centre, straightens up. Mrs. Chichester turns to him. It'll take a bit of doing, but I'll do it. Enter Peg from stairs. She, too, is pale and worried, her eyes sleepless. When she sees Mr. Chichester, she stops at bottom of stairs. Good morning, Margaret. Good morning, Aunt. Now, Ulrich. Puts his tie straight, then exit left. Peg looks quickly at Elric, who is nervously arguing with himself, his back to her. She hurries to right corner, turns piano cover up, and takes out book. Alaric turns and sees her. She puts book under her arm. Alaric center. Hello. What have we got there all tucked away? Peg holding it up. The only thing I'm taking away that I didn't bring with me. Oh, a book? Sure. You're a very good guesser when you see a thing. That's what it is. A book. You're taking it away? That's what I said. I'm taking it away. Crossing behind a table to stairs, Alaric following Peg. You're not really going to leave us, cousin? I am, cousin, and ye can forget the relationship the minute the cab drives away from your door, cousin. Goes to stairs, stops on third step. Alaric runs upstairs above her. Wait a minute. There's something I want to tell you. Do you know I've grown really... He swallows. Awfully fond of you. It nearly choked you, didn't it? Awfully fond of you. Sit down. Peg goes to sit on stairs. Uh, not there. Over there. Uh, someone may hear us. Peg, sitting on chair below stairs, looking at him with a mischievous twinkle in her eyes. When did you find out you were fond of me, Alaric? Uh, just now. Over there. No, over there. Uh, when the thought flashed through me that uh, perhaps you really meant to leave us, the idea bruises me. Does it? Positively bruises. You'll get over that. I don't think I will. With a supreme effort. You know, meeting a girl like you, day after day for a month, has an awful effect on a fellow. Awful effect? Awful. Uh, not to see you running up and down stairs lying about the place, um, studying all those jolly maps and things. It hurts, really hurts. Comes down to her. Do you know, I'm going to do something I've n never done before in all my life. Something useful? No, no. I'm, I'm going to ask a very charming young lady to marry me, eh? What do you think of that now? And who do you think it is? I don't know. Guess? I couldn't guess who'd marry you, Alaric. Who would it be? That's the question. Who would it be? Who is it? 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 I'm asking you. 
You're not asking me. Who is it? Alaric, with all the fervor he can muster. You! Me? She falls back against the balustrade, then laughs long and unrestrainedly. Alaric cheerfully. <laughs> laughing? That's a splendid sign, splendid. I'm, I've always heard that girls cry when they're proposed to. I'm half laughing and half crying. Of course, you know, I've nothing to offer you. I know that. Except lifelong devotion, a decent old name, and my career. What? My career. Um, when once I get it going, I only need a little incentive to make no end of a splash in the world, and you'd be my little incentive. That's fine. Alaric runs upstairs again a few steps, and then back. Then, then it's all right. That's the most wonderful thing I've ever heard in my life. Alaric runs upstairs again. Good, fine, splendid. Can't you make up your mind whether you want to be upstairs or downstairs? Of course, there are one or two little things to be settled first. Sits top of stairs facing front. Only one or two? No, just little things. Emboldened by her manner. A little obedience. You must obey me. No, no, you must obey me. That's funnier. That's most essential. A little care about ordinary things, such as dress, speech, hair, etc. And no Michael. Oh, couldn't I have Michael? Elric, firmly. In that, I'm absolutely determined. Rises. No, Michael. You're very firm about it. Very firm. It wouldn't be, love me, love my dog? Alaric, prepared to compromise. No, it would not. I've never seen a dog I love less than Michael. Peg, pause, rises and goes up level with him. What could you offer me in place of Michael? What could I offer you in place of... Oh, there we have it, dear cousin. Myself. I'll keep my dog. Oh, can I say? You don't mean that. I get more affection out of his bark of greeting than I've ever got from any human being in this house. If that makes no difference to you, I'd rather have Michael. You don't mean to say you refuse me. I refuse you. You actually decline my hand and heart. I decline your hand, and I wouldn't deprive you of what you've got left of a heart. Alaric, unable to believe his ears. Really? Peg, on the brink of laughing. Really? Positively. Positively. Alaric, overjoyed, all the tension relieved. I say, you're a brick. Shakes her hand violently. Am I? It's really awfully good of you. Some girls in your position would have jumped at me comes down and back center. But you're a genuine hallmark, a number one, little brick. I'm extremely obliged to you. Shakes her warmly by the hand over balustrade. You're a plucky little girl, that's what you are, a plucky little girl. Goes toward alcove right. Am I? Alaric comes back to her. She hands him book. I'll never forget it, never. If there's anything I can do at any time, call on me. I'll be there on the spot. 
puts down book on newel post crosses right behind table bless you cousin you've taken an awful load off my mind i was really worried I had to ask you promised to well i said no i refuse to have you yes i know i know ta-ta see you before you go phew what an escape hurries out through alcove right into garden peg watches him go through window and laughs but i said i wouldn't have you door left opens and hawks and mrs chichester enter hawks left looks round for peg peg shakes hands with hawks hello mr hawks how do you do well and how is our little protege i declare you're quite a young lady peg coming down stage am i ask my aunt hawks crosses over to centre mr hawks wishes to talk to you dear and i'd like to talk to him margaret why do you always have your hair over your eyes excuse me mr hawks to door left oh it's hopeless exit left peg comes and sits on bench i tell you if i ever cut my hair off her occupation will be gone i have to pin it up and band it up my father used to cut it every six months and that's all the trouble we had with it what's all this nonsense about your going away i'm going back to my father why are you going back to him i'm going back aren't you happy here devil a bit what's the trouble all the men have gone crazy in this house has anyone been making love to you yes two of them what one man tried to kiss me and i slapped his face good the other man asked me to marry him and i sassed him who was it alaric what did you say to him i told him i'd rather have michael michael yes my dog hawks laughing oh the dog so you refused him of course what would i be doing marrying alaric oh i don't know is he too young too young too silly and too selfish and everything i don't like in a man alaric is and what do you like in a man precious little listen my dear miss o'connell i'm speaking now as your late uncle's friend and as your well-wisher you've a wonderful chance here remain with mrs chichester continue your course of training then marry marry in england and uphold the dignity and traditions of the king's norths there's not a man in the world i'd marry now really miss o'connell your future would then be absolutely assured taking her hand come now marry here are you proposing to me hawks laughingly well i didn't mean to but now you suggest it i suggest it you're alone in the world i'm alone in the world peg rises and goes to staircase and as far as i'm concerned you'll stay alone in the world i'm going to get out of this crazy house you're all mad you're determined to go back to america 
Yes, I am, and I was going to ask you to buy me a passage on the steamer. Hawks comes to foot of stairs. I'll see that a passage is reserved for you, and will escort you down to the steamer myself. Thank you very much, Mr. Hawks. Mrs. Chichester enters with Jerry. Margaret! Peg? Jerry going to foot of stairs. Peg looking at Jerry. I'm going back to my father in half an hour. In half an hour? Yes, in thirty minutes. Exit left. Jerry turning to Hawks. What does she mean, Hawks, by going in thirty minutes? She's returning to America. She appears absolutely discontented here. I've reasoned with her, but she seems determined to go. Goes a little right. Enter Alaric. Hello, Jerry. Alaric shakes hands with Hawks. They talk. Hello, Al. Turns to Mrs. Chichester. I was entirely to blame for last night's unfortunate business. It was my fault. I've tried to tell her I'd overlook it, but she insists on returning to America at once. Enter Jarvis, coming downstairs with dog and bundle. Mrs. Chichester turns to Jarvis. Where are you going with those? To put them in a cab, ma'am. Miss O'Connell's orders. Put those articles in a bag. Use one of my daughters. Miss O'Connell objects, ma'am. Says she'll take nothing away she didn't bring with her. Mrs. Chichester crosses to armchair. That will do. Alaric drops down right to armchair. Jarvis exits left. Alaric and Jerry look at each other. Never mind, Mazer. It can't be helped. We've done our best. I know I have. Even offered to marry her if she'd stay. So I believe. You offered to marry her? Yes. What did she say? Hawks comes down right center. Yes, what did she say? Alaric, confusedly. Oh, uh, uh, what did she say? Oh, yes, the little beggar laughed in my face. I said she'd rather have Michael. I'll laugh, except Mrs. Chichester. Now, Sir Gerald, my duties in regard to Miss O'Connell end today. Goodbye. Starting to door left. I think not, Hawks. Hawks turning to Jerry. I beg your pardon? I must be satisfied that the conditions of the late Mr. Kingsnorth's will are complied with, in the spirit as well as to the letter. Remember, I am the chief executor. Alaric by high chair. What? An executor? Oh, fancy that, Mater. Executor? Exactly, and... He expressly stipulated that a year was to elapse before any definite conclusion was arrived at. So far, only a month has gone by. But she seems determined to return to her father. I never saw anyone so determined. Have you told her the conditions of the will? Why, no. Mr. Kingsnorth distinctly stated that she was not to know them. Jerry, behind chair, left of table. Except under exceptional circumstances. 
well i consider the circumstances most exceptional and i intend to make known the conditions to miss o'connell and then let her decide as to whether she wishes to abide by them or not hawks centre as a lawyer i must strongly object to such a course i should say so indeed what on earth do you want to do a silly thing like that for joey absolutely unnecessary entirely uncalled for a stupid just stupid i don't think so alaric in my opinion margaret ought to be told ought to be told tash and nonsense jerry coming to centre i intend telling her why she was brought here and what mr kingsnorth wished should be done for her i never heard of such a thing it's absurd is it do you think you have treated her quite fairly fairly yes fairly pardon me speaking in this way but i am responsible to a certain extent for her being here it was at my suggestion that your late brother decided to give you the first opportunity of taking care of her you have benefited from the arrangement haven't you come think what have you done for her in return what more could i have done or i well for one thing you might at least have tried to make this a home for her if you had she would not be going away now how could i make it a home for such a girl as she i should think not home indeed i suppose it was out of the question absolutely i should say so very well two hawks then it is our duty to find some other lady who will carry out mr kingsnorth's wishes under those circumstances she may be persuaded to remain in england what there goes our thousand a year mater enter peg and ethel coming downstairs peg don't go the cab is at the door there's nothing to keep me here now crossing to mrs chichester good-bye mrs chichester i'm sorry i've been so much trouble good-bye margaret pointing at her dress but why this dress why not one of the dresses i gave you this is the way i left my father this is the way i'm going back to him good-bye alaric good-bye you little devil they shake hands good-bye sir jerry center one moment please have you ever wondered at the real reason why you were brought to this house and the extraordinary interest taken in you by relatives who until a month ago had never bothered about even your existence yes i have wondered jerry impatiently first of all i must introduce myself to you in a new capacity as the executor of your late uncle's will one of his keenest wishes was to atone in some way for his unkindness to your mother nothing could do that you've made your bed lie in it was what he wrote to my mother when she was starvin and why because she loved my father well i love my father and if he thought his money could separate us he's very much mistaken no man can separate us no dead man in justice to yourself 
you must know that he set aside the sum of one thousand pounds a year to be paid to the lady who would undertake your training hawks sits by desk a thousand pounds a year to mrs chichester you got paid for abusing me jerry by table no for taking care of you i tell you this because i don't want you to feel that you have been living on charity you haven't peg center i've been made to feel it to mrs chichester who are ye i'd like to know to bring me up any better than my father i want you to know that my father is just as much a gentleman as you are he never hurt a girl's feelings just because she didn't have money i'd like to know if it's a crime not to have any money crosses over to ethel ethel left center don't cry dear you have literally fed and housed us for the last month the day you came here we were beggars peg looks up at her in astonishment ye were beggars yes we have nothing but the provision made for your training and will ye have nothing if i go away nothing is that what you meant last night by the roof over ye ethel checks her and i was driving you to it ethel drops her eyes well i wouldn't see ye a beggar in the world ethel i've been raised one and i know what it's like bring in my bundles and my dog i've changed my mind i'm going to stay here peg sits by table ethel crosses behind table to right center jerry coming down that is just what i would have expected you to do but there's no need for such a sacrifice i came here this morning with some very good news for you mrs chichester i happen to hold some shares in gifford's bank and i am happy to say it will shortly reopen its doors alaric down to right of mrs chichester reopen its doors so it jolly well ought to what right has it to close them that's what i want to know oh ethel alaric alaric right now mate so listen to me every halfpenny goes out of gifford's bank and into something that's got a bottom in it in future i'll manage the business of this family Peg rises. That settles it. You don't need me any more. Good day to yous. Starts to go. Hawks rises to open door for her. Jerry stopping her. Just a moment. There is just one more condition of Mr. Kingsnorth's will that you must know. Should you go through your course of training satisfactorily to the age of twenty-one, you will inherit the sum of five thousand a year. I get five thousand pounds a year when I'm twenty-one. No wonder all the men were mad to marry me this morning. Looking at Alaric. I might forgive you, Alaric. Looking at Hawks. But I'd like to know what you meant, Mr. Hawks. Hawks by door, turning. Oh, nonsense. Come now, Miss O'Connell. Did you propose to Miss O'Connell, too? Turning to Hawks. Hawks, hesitatingly well in a measure yes it was very measured it seemed to be an admirable solution to the difficulty he's a solution he is well there's no harm done no it didn't go through did it no always your friend and well-wisher but never my husband unfortunately no
Good day, everybody. I will wait to escort you to the boat, Miss O'Connell. Exit left. Now, may I have a few minutes alone with my ward? Certainly. Your what? Ward. Who's that? Me? I am your legal guardian, appointed by Mr. Kingsnorth. Shareholder in a bank, executor of an estate, and now you're my guardian? What do you do with your spare time? Jerry to the others. Just a second, please. Mrs. Chichester crosses to go upstairs. Peg stops her. Aunt Monica, would you mind very much saying goodbye to me? Certainly not. Goodbye, Margaret. It is unlikely we'll meet again. I hope you have a safe journey. Exit upstairs. Alaric crosses left center. Lights slowly down. Alaric lounging over to Peg. A jolly decent of you to offer to stay here. Awfully decent. You are certainly a wonder. Miss you terribly. Did you know about that five thousand, Alaric? Of course I did. That was why I proposed. To save the roof. You'd have sacrificed yourself by marrying me. I like a shot. There's a great hero lost in you, Alaric. Alaric crosses the door left. Oh, I mustn't boast. It's all in the family. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to do it. So am I. Don't get sassy. Exit Alaric. Peg looks at Ethel. To Jerry. Look out of the window a minute, please. Pointing to window center. I want to speak to Ethel. Jerry goes to window center. Peg crosses to Ethel. Is that all over? Yes. You're never going to see him again? Never. I'll write him that. What must you think of me? I thought of ye all last night. You seem like someone looking for happiness in the dark, with your eyes shut. Open them wide, dear. Look at the sunlight, and you'll know happiness. I feel today that I'll never know happiness. I felt like that ever since I've been in this house. I tell you, three meals a day, a soft bed to sleep in, and everything you want makes you mighty discontented, so it does. Last night you saved me from myself, and then you shielded me from my family. I do that for any poor girl, much less my own cousin. Ethel crosses to door, turns to Peg. Don't think too hardly of me. I don't, dear. Sure, it wasn't your fault. It was your mother's. My mother's? Yes. She doesn't understand children. You can't raise them in a hothouse. You've got to thrust them out into the cold wind and let them get used to it while they're young. I had the advantage of you all the time. It isn't every girl has the bringing up I had from my father. Goodbye, Ethel. Goodbye, dear. <laughs> Don't do that, dear. Don't cry. Suddenly takes Ethel in her arms and kisses her. Ethel goes to door, turns. Goodbye, Peg. <laughs> Goodbye, Ethel. God bless you. Ethel exit left. All right. The door is shut. Jerry coming down and round table right to center. Are you still determined to go? I am. And you'll leave me here without a regret? Peg looks down. I didn't say that, did I? We've been good friends, haven't we? I thought we were. 
but friendship must be honest. Why didn't you tell me you had a title? How could I know you were a gentleman? Sure, Jerry might mean anybody. Are we never to play like children again? No, we're not equals. Would nothing make you stay? Nothing. I'm aching for my home. Peg. Comes forward to her. Sir Gerald. Jerry, tenderly. Peg, my dear. Are you going to propose too? Jerry straightens up, hurt, and crosses to right center. What the devil made me say that? Pause. Enter Jarvis left. Mr. Hawkes says of you're going to catch the train, miss. All right. I'll catch the train. Jarvis exit. It's my Irish tongue, I suppose. Creeps quietly to door left. Rattles knob to attract to Jerry's attention. Then goes out of door. Lightning and thunder. Jerry stands still. Passes the back of his hand across his eyes. Goes to window right and looks towards the lane. It is now very much darker. Suddenly the pent-up storm breaks with redoubled fury. The rain comes in torrents. Lightning and thunder follow in quick succession. Door left opens and Peg staggers in, half-fainting. Shuts the door quickly and leans against the door, deathly white and trembling with fear. Jerry turns, gives a cry, and hurries to her. Peg! Shut it out! Shut the storm out! Jerry draws the blinds. Faintly, I'm sorry for what I said just now. You're not going to be cross with me about that, are you? Jerry left. I couldn't be cross with you, Peg. I love you. Be my wife. Don't be mad if I ask ye, but have you proposed to me now? I have. Be my wife. You have a title, Jerry. Share it with me. You'll be ashamed of me. I love you. Do you love me? I do. I love you too, I do. Jerry, starting toward her. Peg, my dear. Stops and hesitates. Go on, go on. What's the matter? Lightning. Why, Peg, what will your father say? My father always said, Sure, there's nothing half so sweet in life as love's young dream. Loud crash of thunder. She hides her head on Jerry's shoulder. Thunder and lightning till final curtain. The curtain falls. End of Act Three. End of The Comedy. End of Peg of My Heart by J. Hartley Manners.